another episode of Ion Horror. I am one of your hosts, Miles, and today, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. What's up? Ayo. And Josh, how you doing? Hello, people. Nice to be back. Indeed, it is. Spooky season is over. Whoops. No, never. All <laughs> year long. Or is it? <laughs> But yeah, we uh, we're recording this post Halloween, but I'm glad that we have continued through this franchise. We didn't just abandon it at the end here. We are on Day of the Dead, 1985. That's all right. I'm gonna be honest. the The first episode went out today, even though we talk about spooky season. Really, that episode didn't go out <laughs> until today. So we've been a little busy here, folks. Sorry about the lag, <laughs> but you know, sometimes life gets in the way. We're, we we're here in spirit, always. It's interesting for horror podcasters. We're always the busiest when we want to do like a Halloween spectacular, kids <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and yeah, all that. Yeah. It happens. So yeah, here we are. We're at the end of the Night of the Living Dead franchise with Day of the Dead 1985, which is my favorite horror movie. If we're being real here, which I'm sure we'll get into. Miles calls it. Miles calls it the end, but is it really the end if Land of the Dead came in 2004? <laughs> we'll have to talk about John Lingwood. Yeah, Five, well. 2005, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie and, just because I watched the whole thing and kept calling him John Leguizambi. <laughs> <laughs> I, liked, I liked Dead Reckoning from that movie. <laughs> The uh, so, the tank. <laughs> that's actually my dad's favorite zombie movie, ironically. So okay, no. yeah, I know. <laughs> my dad has bad taste. I think we've established that. But anywho, <laughs> where do you think I get it from? Um, so we before Father! We movie, <laughs> you have found me. <laughs> so before we get into this, okay, sorry, movie, Miles, I'll stop okay. interrupting you. <laughs> No, it's fine. This is who I am as a person, getting interrupted all the time. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, today we have some frightful finds. Who wants to go first of the two of you? Josh does. He's screaming for it. Look at his yeah. face. Yep, sure. <laughs> this is Chris's little game every time. <laughs> He's absolutely begging for it over yeah. here. His mouth I'll is go. dripping. Yeah. As it, uh, as, as it often does. <laughs> uh, I'll go. Uh, yeah, like we said, Halloween just passed. I was uh, Mario with my children, so I'm shaved down to a sweet Omni-Man mustache right now. Powerful. That was a fun time. My son was Luigi from Luigi's Mansion. I built him a little backpack with a light on it. Uh, my daughter was Princess Peach, so that was a good time. Um, other than that, I tried to watch... Uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 last night, and I could not finish it because it was not very good. Uh, it was very weird. The, most of the cast was returning cast from the first movie playing different characters and not related at all, especially <laughs> since, spoiler alert, the first movie ends with a nuclear explosion that kills everybody. <laughs> so why wouldn't they come uh, back to the And sequel? there's no no explanation. Yeah, and uh, it tried to be even like more of a comedy. The zombies were cool looking, and the and the like, the environment was cool, but the acting was just atrocious. And uh, I might give it another try sometime, but I could not get through it last night. 
Well, spooky season for me was interesting. I hosted my first annual Halloween bar crawl, and Ooh. it started at my at my uh, condo, and then we went to Publix, our local grocery store, <laughs> which has a bar in it. And so that was the the first stop on the dope on the, sandwiches. On the bar crawl, yeah, I did great sandwiches. And so we turned up at Publix. Um, the manager took a picture with our group and was like, "This is our first bar crawl here." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I don't know if I should be happy or be ashamed about that." Um, and uh, so yeah, it was really fun. I went out as Darth Revan from Star Wars: Nice the Old Republic. Um, so that was, that was pretty sweet. And let's see, I watched an insane amount of horror movies, like leading up to Halloween. I had a friend that came in town and we went and saw talk to me, um, in the, that Tampa theater that I told you I saw train to Busan in and then went and saw five nights at Freddy's at AMC. Um, I watched it on Peacock or wherever it's streaming. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I mean, it was all right. Like, I don't know. It's so funny. I've seen like such visceral reactions on both sides. Like, this movie's amazing. I loved it. And also, like, this was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. And then in the (laughs) meantime, (laughs) I feel, but I normally I'm in one of those camps. This one, I'm literally like apathetic. But, uh, but yeah, so Five Nights at Freddy's and, um, I also watched It Follows. Rewatched that one. Yes, you did a live stream, right? Yeah, it was like a watch along. It was our one of our first like commentaries. So that was fun. I enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to doing that again sometime soon. But yeah, so just kind of been kind of chilling, vibing, and uh, oh, yeah. ready to... Uh, Ready to talk about the zombie movie based here in Florida. (laughs) Yes, we'll get into that. I got some frightful finds. Uh, First of all, for Halloween, I was a taco. It was pretty cool. I had a cool taco costume (laughs) from Target. It was great. And what was really crazy is my local best friend and his girlfriend were also tacos, and we did not coordinate it at all. It was crazy. I was like, I thought I was being so cool, and now these guys cramp my fucking style. So, cool. Anyway, so I was a taco. It was awesome. Um, I, got, I had tacos for dinner tonight. I'm jealous. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I also I got a, a book that's about the size of the Bible, and it is all alien uh, xenomorph books. It's three of them in one book, and it's the omnibus, and I'm pretty excited about that. I'm like four or five chapters in on that it's very intimidating because it is a thick bitch it is very very big book with three books in it so but i do intend to get into it's that. just a book or it's like a graphic novel it's just like a book book so yeah, yeah. it's apparently like a series that's, that's cool. like a six book series so i saw all of them and then the same guy who did those also did like a predator series so i'm gonna try and run through them we'll see how far i make it before i completely lose interest um what else did i do i'm listening to an audiobook i'm listening to the bram stoker dracula 
because if you have an Audible subscription, Ooh. you get it for free. And um, Tim Curry plays. Have you read that one? I'm listening to it. Like I'm halfway through it right now, and it's great. Like, is it your first time? I I mean. Oh yes, it is my first time. They have a full cast of people on Audible, and Tim Curry plays Van Helsing, and it's pretty great. So, so it must have been recorded nice. a long time ago. Josh and I were talking about it. It's been a minute since Tim Curry could talk. So, yeah, I'm glad that I'm getting to visit a little bit of that. Um, I started watching the Nun movies. The Nun 2 is on HBO. I watched the first one last night. Not the worst installment in the Conjuring verse. Not the best, but not the worst. It's okay. And we're on the second one now. Chris, you're smiling like you're going to make a joke about <laughs> The Nunverse. The Nunverse. The nun- How many Nun movies are there? I feel like The, the nun-, nun 2 one. has come out like six fucking times. The third one's coming out. It's called The Nunning. <laughs> Son of the Nun. Uh, yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> so... Yeah, that's uh, the Nun movies. You know, that whole universe is... It's weird that that is, like, our big-budget horror right now, is, like, the Conjuring movies. Like, of all the franchises, like, they double down on franchises, and it's just weird that they picked one with a semi-successful first movie, and they're like, yep, that's it. What's that other one with Patrick Wilson? Let's do that one, too. Like, it's it's weird that they both are running yeah. in the same parallel. <laughs> the same movie. They're basically the same movies, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then two more. Oh, I, also, I also watched Totally Killer. That was pretty. Cool. Oh yeah, I did too. That was yeah. not a bad movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Dude, uh, as you were talking, Miles, it like unearthed. There was two or three. Like, I showed my friend Malignant for the first time. That was a fucking. <laughs> that was a fucking trip. <laughs> he he was like. Again, we had been watching a ton of horror movies, and I showed him that one, and he's like, this movie is so weird. He's like, why is this, like, midway through, he's like, his arms are so oddly bended, and, like, <laughs> that it, uh, tor- towards the end, I was like, yeah, this, this cop, this guy is crazy. And he's like, oh, yeah? And, like, early on, he's like, I don't really see anything. Like, he just seems very, like, prototypical, and I'm like, just watch and then this, the freaking chase scene happens and he's like dude <laughs> i'm like and then at the end like he's like we're watching the the prison scene when she's in the jail cell and i was like just wait shit's about to hit like an 11 and he's watching it and he's like dude why is she like john wick and yeah. then <laughs> it was it was amazing it was it was such a fun movie to show someone I'm due for a rewatch on that because when we recorded that episode, I just happened to be in a bad mood while I watched it, and I appreciate it for what it is now. But at the time, I was such a bitch about it, so I'm ready to rewatch it and have a new opinion, open it with fresh eyes, you know. Um, we should do a live stream on that sometime for our sweet sweet Kakoa. We that should would be fun. give we the should people what they want with George Young. We should hit George Young up and be like, "Come with us, Kakoa." Yeah. Um, we should definitely give the fans this thing that not a single one of them have ever mentioned back to us <laughs> yeah yeah they love it give the people what they want uh, yeah. uh and then last uh, but not least i just want to touch on the fact that i did something 
regrettable last evening. And that was, I watched Evil Bong versus the Ginger Dead Man on Tubi. We don't need to talk about it beyond that. It just happened. I'm sorry. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Miles, there are resources out there that can help people like you. All you need to do... again, folks. (laughs) Pick up up your phone and text me, and I will curate a a horror film that is not that one. (laughs) There Who was, hurt you, Miles? There was why, do you, why do you feel the need to hurt moment. yourself? There was one legitimately funny moment <laughs> in that movie, and it was that there's a character from the first Evil Bong movie, and the actress plays the main character in Ginger Dead Man. And instead of just ignoring that, they had them like meet on screen and get into a fight with each other. So that was kind of funny, watching her play two characters at the same time. Otherwise, bad movie. Don't watch it. The boobs aren't even good. They're all big fake. Anyway... um so speaking of boobs how about a movie that has almost virtually none whatsoever and that would be day of the dead 1985 opening thoughts wait before we (laughs) okay sorry we can't just move first of all what first of all what a what a segue and uh (laughs) before just really quickly (laughs) okay before we move forward i did want to say also i just because of how much i liked that fall of the house of usher from mike flanagan i just like binge watched uh midnight mass again and if you guys have not watched that uh especially on the dracula thread you should definitely watch midnight mass oh i finished the dracula tv show that's on netflix too it was not worth it don't watch it first two episodes were but then they turned it into like a modern thing where they had him in a cage and you could tell if the show got renewed, it was going to be like a Dracula helps us solve crimes. But because they didn't get Mm. renewed, they ended it, which like, I just can't believe that they were aiming for that. Like we need another show like that anyway. So day of the dead, 1985 opening thoughts, gentlemen. Mm, It's pretty good. It's not as good as Dawn of the Dead. This movie falls right into a sweet little spot genre I like to call floorer. It's Florida horror. <laughs> we back again, baby. I can't wait to bring one of my top floorer hits into circulation. We still have not recorded at Crawl. Any movie that takes place in Florida, floorer. Spread the word. <laughs> Horsylvania? Nope, didn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, uh, all of the times I've seen this movie, I'd only seen Dawn of the Dead once, and upon the rewatches, I think I do like Dawn of the Dead better because the beginning of that movie is fucking crazy. <laughs> so whereas yeah. this one's a slow burn, but this one, uh, George Romero called this his Gone with the Wind. So he's pretty proud of this I can see that because it's kind of long. It is. I mean, it feels longer than it is because I don't think it's over. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's only like an hour and 36 minutes, but it feels like two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I own the director's cut, so I have the like two and a half hour version of it, and it is not that much different, just a lot slower. But I think the big problem is only there's only like one or two real likable characters. In the last one, you kind of liked everybody. And there were a few assholes. Every mo- the majority of people in this movie are a real piece of shit, and it just kind of 
drags the movie down a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does lack in likable characters, but the characters you like, like Frankenstein, he's great. <laughs> oh, really? Nah, I didn't. I didn't like. I, didn't, I wanted to. I wanted to like Frankenstein, but he wasn't a good enough actor to be likable. He's <laughs> the a way diabolical he delivered his lines Mr. Was horrible. Feeny, bro. Diabolical. He does, he does look like Mr. Feeney. I was thinking it the whole time. <laughs> and the guy who plays a Jamaican who clearly doesn't actually have a Jamaican accent. He's great. Favorite um, character. I like the leading lady. Leading lady was good. She was definitely yeah. the best actress in the movie. Or- yeah, Actually, for sure. My favorite character was Bub. Bub is my favorite. I I so you you said it. Um, you know this one's a slow burn comparatively to Dawn of the Dead with like a pop in the beginning. And it's funny you say that because I was watching this and my fiance was like just kind of casually watching it on the couch, like surfing her phone, and like 30 40 minutes in she's like this movie is a zombie movie this movie's boring and she's like i don't like it and then like you know another 30 40 minutes go by character development shit's starting to like unravel and she's like okay this movie's pretty good <laughs> oh good good yeah. i'm glad that she saw it for the the max yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is it is a slow burn for sure like i can i can totally respect like that there was a lot like more scale to this one i felt like but yet the actual like zombie attacks were pretty limited to one one point in time yeah the gore is pretty fucking brutal though yeah, yeah it is that one point in time has three like insane <laughs> yeah. slow deaths you're like okay whoa <laughs> i think it's a lot of it too it's like the the certain things are just off like the music is off. It's not. Great. <laughs> yeah, a little. Bit. I sent a video to our chat earlier today when I was watching it, and it was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's straight up hold music. Like, why is there like, and it was like a 15, 20 second shot of them like walking from one room into another, and then like a transition, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm watching a freaking PowerPoint. Well, it's weird too because the the last one, Dawn of the Dead, that had synthed in it as well, but it was done well and it was kind of like ominous. Like this music is like it's like an episode of Magnum PI. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not it's not horror-y at all. I like the beginning music of it though, like when he's calling for like going hello, trying to get like anyone who's alive in the city to hear them, and all the zombies like start waking up. That mm. section. I is also on the original Gorillaz album. It's like the beginning of the song M1A1, and I didn't know that listening to that album when I was like fucking eight. But now it's like it like immediately I have multiple connections in my brain of things that I like all like come together at the beginning of this movie. I think that also colors my opinion of it a little bit. That's cool. I can't believe they had those zombies walking behind that fucking alligator. That thing was enormous. It was. If you look closely, its mouth is taped shut. Oh, really? Yeah, but the Thank zombies <laughs> in the opening scene, those zombies, most of them are recreated in the movie Land of the Dead. You can see most of them at some point or another coming about, chasing John Linguizamo and shit. Hmm. Well, I 
don't remember the opening score from when the movie opened specifically, but you know what I do remember is the closing song at the end credits, which is, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that. I was cracking <laughs> up. I was like, why is this the song? It is like smooth R&B. And like, it's so strange. Because they were free, bruh. <laughs> they it, made it to the island. Even then, like the singer who sang this song, I want you, Josh, please sample this in the episode, but whoever sings it sucks. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry, but their voice fucking sucked. And I was like, wow, what the hell is this? But I was cracking up. I watched the whole thing. So mission accomplished on the credit scroll. Is it me? I feel like the beat is like the actual score of the not the scenes where they're like, and here's a happy moment. There's like a guy who has a fake palm tree in his house. Like besides those moments, the like the droning and the marching of the beat also adds to like this movie nails tension. I feel like that's like the main like what you get out of it is like the ride is tense and hopeless and the music, I do feel like, punctuates that at times pretty well. Yeah, well, that's what I think what makes it weird is because it's not all bad. Yeah. Not that even the bad's not bad, it just is kind of out of place. But yeah. it is weird how it's, like, intercut. That's kind of how the uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 I was watching last night, like, the music was off in that. Some of it was great. And some of it was like, this doesn't fit this at all. This is so weird. <laughs> I don't, I did, like, yeah, like Chris said, like, there's not, like, there's that huge chunk where there isn't a whole lot going on. You get so many beginning, uh, zombies at the beginning and so many zombies at the end. Mm-hmm. And a huge chunk in the middle where there's like, yeah, there's zombies, but, you know, nobody's really in danger. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. zombies are pretty B plot in the middle of the movie. So the movie comes in, the helicopter touches down, they're like calling everybody in the streets, trying to find anyone who's still alive, and all that happens is a horde of zombies starts walking up on them, so they fly back to this bunker, where everybody lives in this military bunker that the the government set up, they're like, okay, you guys protect these scientists, and we're gonna find figure out the end of this shit. Of, of course... No resources, no contact with outside. That doesn't work out so good. They are growing marijuana plants at the top. Did you guys happen to notice <laughs> yeah. that Greg Nicotero plays a character in this movie? Greg Nicotero, really. the special effects wizard. He's the guy with the beard. who yeah. He has like three or four lines in this movie, and he's the guy growing the pot on, on the outside. You guys didn't notice? <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. No. no. Yeah, Greg. The credits say Tom Savini's in here somewhere too. He must be playing a zombie. He's a zombie, yeah. And uh, but yeah, Greg Nicotero legit has screen time and lines. He he makes it like two thirds of the way through the movie, which is pretty wild. <laughs> um. So then it is cool. revealed that the leader, I forget the guy's name, whoever was in charge of the military people died. They something took him, and cool. now there's a new sheriff in town. And that guy Rhodes. is Rhodes is 
fucking unhinged, dude. Like, I feel yeah, he's his, a real piece of shit. <laughs> he is a crucible that is just like, oh my god. Like, I I do get his position though, which I think is like a good villain is someone who you can be like. I totally get where you're coming from, where you're like, what the fuck are you doing with my time? If you can't do this, you need to let us know so we can move forward with our lives. Because they're all just stuck in this like limbo the whole movie, you know what I'm saying? All roads lead to ruin. And they are all obsessed with the fact that this girl has a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody's getting laid except for this one dude. Yeah, I think and everyone's Miguel. losing it. Yeah, everyone's mad that she... And, like, I mean, if you're in a bunker with, like, nine dudes and you pick one, that's, I mean... And the one she picked is, like, such a fucking loser. He's he's the one... He hasn't slept, like, the whole movie. He doesn't sleep until she tranks him. So he's, like, just out of it and, like, we've all not slept for a long period of time. That scene was a bit rough. Yeah. Where he's slapping her in the face and shit. It's like, Jesus, dude, take it easy. She's just trying to help you. Yeah, that guy turns out to be the ultimate piece of shit by the end of the movie. <laughs> he gets yeah. it. Well, I feel like he, he that was like his heroic moment. Yeah, yeah it, I kind of thought so, too. If like, But, like, he let zombies in knowing no one could get out. His girlfriend was going to get fucking eaten. Like, he, he had no intention of her making it out. Like... Everybody gets to die because he had his arm chopped off and he's mad about it. Hero of the people. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Um, well, he could have already thought they were dead because they threw them into the zombie tunnels. That's so true. like, fuck it, I'll kill all these people. Mm. That's true. Yeah, they have zombie tunnels. In hey. This. Go ahead. Speaking of zombie tunnels, Miles, I want to ask Wampum, Pennsylvania. Do you know where that is? I've heard of it. I've never been there. Wampum. Wampum. Well, apparently, apparently that's where all the underground scenes were filmed. Whereas oh, the all the above ground scenes in the cities were filmed in Fort Myers and Sanibel, Florida. Hey, I was born in Fort Myers. What's up, baby? Hey, oh, hey. really? Interesting. Uh, yep. I, Wampum. I always knew how- you had a little little Florida in you. That's what it is. I was wondering what was up with you. <laughs> um, wampum <Raw> sex appeal. <laughs> wampum is out by Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, which is where George Romero is from, and it's a coal town. So there's not really much going on there, but it would make sense mm. that that's where it takes. They they film all the cave shit because that's a coal mine. It all comes together. Wampum. Do you guys have coal mines? Damn in near Florida? killed them. Ah. <laughs> Do you guys have coal mines in Florida? Wampum, I hardly knew them. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have coal mines in Florida. We can't we can't dig more than like, you know, like eight to ten feet or we'll hit water. water. Yeah, so where the fuck were the, this? Yeah. If it takes place in Florida, what the fuck? Anyway, underground bunkers in Florida don't make no damn sense. Um, so they, uh, they, they have zombies in a tunnel that they, especially not in Fort Myers or Sanibel. It's like straight up coastal. It's not even like in the interior of the state. Really? It's on the water. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's a zombie movie though. It doesn't have to make sense. Um, so they're taking these zombies from this tunnel and having their guy, Dr. Frankenstein, they call him. He is supposedly trying to find a cure for the zombieism. 
But what it turns out is he's just training zombies. He's trying to teach them, like, what to do. And he's, like, dissecting bodies and, like, keeping brains alive without anything. Like, there's a lot of pretty gnarly shit that Mr. Feeney's <laughs> doing in this movie. Yeah, I think he basically has come to terms with the fact that there is no fixing this. So he's like, they, we might as well make them useful and basically make them our slaves. <laughs> Yeah, he gets down to the brainstem of one of them, and he's cutting down and he's showing it off. He's all proud of it. All I could think of was the shrunken head people or the shrunken head guy from Beetlejuice. (laughs) He did look like that. that. And that guy turned out to be the first boss of the place that like died. He like took his body. Cooper. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. Um. So, yeah, he's dissecting people. And you guys ever see that movie Fido where people keep zombies as pets? Yes. Yeah, it's. I feel yeah, like that's I hated that fucking movie. heavily inspired by this movie because Dr. Frankenstein has a zombie named Bub, and Bub is the fucking man. I, I love Bub. He's a pet zombie. They train him to shave his face and, and read yeah. Stephen King and shoot guns. <laughs> the most important things for zombies yeah. to learn. Bub, Bub's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, George Romero is friends with Stephen King, and it was him like trying to be like, "Hey, Steve, you're in there. We we did something for you. Salem's Lot. Zombies reading Salem's Lot." <laughs> Stephen King has a house uh, near Sanibel, actually. Interesting. Like where they were filming this, so. Who knows? Maybe old Stevie Boy was an extra. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he Stevie likes to... King should have played Bub. <laughs> I don't think so. He's not a good actor. He's in things. He's not a good actor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's generally the beats of it, the most important part. There's a guy named Steel, and he has a friend named Rickles. And they are the Tweedledee and Tweedledum of these movies. Oh, my God. They're bad. Steel is like the right-hand man to the main bad guy of the movie. Uh, What's his name? I'm the worst with names. Rhodes. Rhodes. He's Rhodes' right-hand man. And um, he always has a stogie hanging out of his mouth. He's completely racist. And he is like... He's basically the muscle of the operation, whereas Rickles is just the the guy who's like, yeah, the hype man of the group. And then there's Greg <laughs> yeah, Nicotero. Fucking weasel is what he is. He's a shithead, yeah. And then Greg Nicotero's there and his friends who also don't have names, so they're in it. And uh, basically the plot progresses that this tension builds up between the factions. Oh, and there's a guy who can fly a helicopter, and then his friend... I don't know the purpose of the alcoholic other than he's Scottish. So, yep, they're just pals, and they hang out with the main girl, and, like, people get bit and stuff, and this tension just comes to a head where they realize, like, oh, you're wasting our time. Everyone points guns at each other a bunch of times. General gist of the movie. And then at the end, one dude lets all the zombies in and they fuck everybody up and that's that's generally speaking the plot i don't know if there's any real beats that matter beyond that <laughs> yeah and bub shoots a guy with a gun yeah, bu- yeah. bub shoots to, Rose. To, to 
To break into a tad bit more detail on the guy lighting the zombies in, the guy gets bit, gets his arm chopped off, has a mental breakdown, brings a freight load of a freight elevator load of zombies down into their bunker and well being eaten to death yeah and they just get shooed into pieces like he's some kind of martyr i don't understand why he needed to go out like that yeah it's so weird yeah that was rough man like having 50 fucking zo- and he didn't just like do it right when they bit him he waited for the elevator to be full of zombies before he hit the down button and they just fucking poured in there so I guess let's talk about it. So mm. it's all building up to the payoff, right? Like we're all waiting for the gore. There's one scene where there's a zombie laying on a table and he like turns over. He's like cut open and all of his guts fall out on the ground. That scene was too much for young miles. Young miles had a hard time with that. That, scene. <laughs> that was awesome. That's it's probably so my good. favorite practical effect in the movie, except for like, the first death at the end, the first soldier death at the end. Well, it's weird because it happens like four fucking times in this movie with different people. <laughs> There's a lot of my all everything in my stomach falls out. <laughs> yeah. When Greg Nicotero That's dies, dope. that it's shit fucking is cool. fucking crazy because they like jam their fingers in his eyes and they like pull his head off and shit. Ugh. Oh yeah, my god! It was eyelid. Off. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. That one was freaking gnarly. It was so crazy. They just yeah, like rough, pull rough people apart. The gore in this movie, top fucking notch. I wish we would have seen a zombie alligator. That is true. Some sort of animal. I take a, any animal, any zombie animal. Really? Because that's what takes me yeah, out of like armadillo, Resident Evil and shit. Like when they start introducing Dobermans into it, I'm like, ah. Eh. I don't know if I need that. I either need running zombies or I need shambling zombies. I don't want this weird in-between shit. Yeah, but in this type of movie, they could have just showed it in a cage or something. Yeah, I guess. Not, crab. Not, even for, not even for any reason outside of just like, <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> Zombie hermit crab. It's just trying to cut its way out. Yeah. <laughs> just a little fucking animatronic that goes clack, 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 clack. <laughs> Braids. Be the equivalent of the Zombaby and Dawn of the Dead remake. Like, nobody really wanted yeah, it, but yeah. it needed to be there. No. <laughs> How about that part where Rhodes is, like, <clears throat> threatening everyone and uh, the the lady, Sarah, she gets up in front of everyone and, and he tells her to sit down or he's going to shoot her. Uh, and... It's like that whole standoff scene between him and the pilot and uh, like Steele's involved at one point. He's like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't shoot her. And I'm like, what is happening right now? (laughs) She's like, I don't work for the fucking military, dude. I don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was him. Him flexing. It's like, like, I'm the fucking boss now, bitch. It felt like one of those, uh, what is it, the Rue Goldberg machines, where it's like <laughs> all the dominoes falling into place. Uh, innocence, that that whole situation. It's like, 
If you kill this person, then I'll kill you, and then we can hold hands under the tree together. Like, I was like, what is happening? Like, why are you? (laughs) (laughs) I like the scene after that where they're breaking it down. He's like, well, he can't kill me. I know how to fly the helicopter. That's what I'm saying, bro. He probably won't kill this one. It's like. you, you get dicked every night, and they don't like that. So you're probably expendable. (laughs) I had to go all the way down the the dump. flow chart on the front end with the gun the you know the standoff with the pistol and then you know on the back end they reverse engineer it it's like no more <laughs> let's talk about bub bub what do you want to talk about josh <laughs> he's the best <laughs> he's, he's the fucking best he's a zombie that is being taught how to kind of access his like prime or like like base abilities as a like based off of any sort of memory he could have so like very basic speech picking up how to use like simple objects stuff like that um but he's just lovable for some reason (laughs) he's got a lovable dumb face he reminds and, uh, me almost of like a monkey like a cute like chimpanzee (laughs) at at times yeah He's just the best, and uh, he don't like Rhodes, <laughs> and uh, eventually Rhodes kills Doctor Man, Doctor Frankenstein, which is fun too because I I think that fits because Bub acts like Frankenstein's monster, like he, he's that type of like character because he's not just a a you know brainless zombie, um, and then fucking. Bub goes on a like murderous rampage <laughs> trying to find Rhodes with a gun and shoots him a couple times and then gives him a smart ass salute as he's being ripped apart by zombies. <laughs> yeah, he seemed like he was on Team Rhodes at the beginning because he like he went for the salute and the guy's like, You want me to salute that thing? And it's like, just just do it, man. Like there's like eight people left. You can do that. It's fine. Yeah. And then he pulled a gun on Bub, so Bub pulled a gun on him and he's like, What's up? Who no reverse motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> and uh he, he does eventually shoot Rhodes, and when Rhodes is going down the hall, he's like, Come on! Come on! Uh, I, I don't know why I like that so much. No, Miles, even better than that. They're gnawing his intestines apart, and he's going, Choke on it! Yeah. <laughs> Choke on it! I was... that. I loved that. I actually thought that was fucking epic. That was an epic final line to go down on. Um, But yeah, why do I recognize that actor? He, does, he looks things. like somebody else, I think. I feel like there's another guy that looks like him. I don't know if oh. it's the cut that was on Tubi or not, but one of the cuts, he, like, grabs his cross necklace and, like, does, like, the, the cross with his hands, you know? And that was something he added to the character because he thought it would make him a little more redemptive as a villain. Did, was that in the version you guys watched, or is that in, like, extended cut? Uh, no, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I yeah, think he did that. I do think that he is, in some ways, a relatable villain. Like, I don't, I don't hate Rhodes because if I was in his position, the level of stress that dude must be experiencing. Like, they're all in a high stress situation. Their hair is all going gray in months. 
But that dude being the guy in charge and wanting things to change, I can't imagine that level of stress. So, like, of course he's an asshole, but also it kind of takes somebody to be like, look, are we wasting our fucking time here? Or are we trying to get out of here and live our lives because we failed? And the fact that nobody's willing to acknowledge that they failed is where all this tension comes from. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I feel like you can't blame the villains for wanting to resolve that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree. I, uh, I think he is relatable. And also, apparently, he plays the Dean Martin impersonator in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, neat. And he's in Wishmaster. Oh. Now we're talking. <laughs> Do Mickey you like the... Puppet Master? Do you like Leprechaun? Let's put them together and make Wishmaster. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Yeah, I remember thinking it was going to be the scariest movie of all no. time. And it's garbage. <laughs> I remember the premiere of Wishmaster 3 on the Sci-Fi Channel. So that tells you about about where that franchise lands. <laughs> anyway, I think... It has Tony Todd, Robert England, and Kane Hodder all in the same movie. Tony Todd slinging Rod? He's all slinging that Rod. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yep. So, um, let me see here. On my notes, I don't really have a whole lot more than just, like, the gore is great, the tension's great, the acting is decent, it's not bad. The, the uh, Jamaican guy, he could have, he left a lot to be desired as far as a realistic accent. And uh, the, no, I loved him. You loved him? Loved Tell him. me why you loved him. Yeah. He was the best actor out of any of them. Really? You think so? <laughs> Him and his friend were the best actors. Yeah, I thought the rest were pretty pretty bad. I do think this movie would be better if fucking Joe Grizzly had returned. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100% all day. Also, I think... I, I actually do think those two are the best actors, but... With the exception of the the lead actress, I thought she did do a very good job. I feel like I didn't like her much in the beginning, but like about halfway through, I really started to like her. Yeah, I thought she was pretty solid. And the guy who plays Rhodes, I think that there were moments where he wasn't that intimidating, but I do think that like he might actually be my favorite character in the movie because it's just like to manifest that rage that you like feel as the audience. I do think that he nailed a lot of that, but also his lines were dog shit. So it's kind of hard to nail <laughs> poor writing, you know, but the like, steel you don't get suck. booked as Mickey Torelli in Wishmaster 1997 <laughs> or <laughs> metal gray in Digimon the oh, movie yeah. in 2000 without <laughs> breaking some eggs, if you know what I'm saying. I don't think that Joseph Pilato is afraid to offend people with his acting. And if that if he didn't like it, then that's on you. And you know what? I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> At least he wasn't as bad as like the steel and rickles like they were bad greg nicotero has no like, you know what lines. 
I joke, I joke, like I wasn't in love with his performance, but he was definitely serviceable, especially as an over the top like eighties villain. But the problem was that he wasn't just like an over the top eighties villain. He actually, like you said, had some valid concerns, but he just acted like an insane person. So it was kind <laughs> of I think maybe seeing a little more range out of him would have helped his yeah. character a little bit. He's just at eleven the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> And Dr. Frankenstein, like, I mean, we can all talk shit all day on Dr. Frankenstein. However, I thought that he was pretty good. He was just like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to shoot me in the head? You're not going to shoot me in the head. <laughs> like, he's he like fucking insane. Robin Williams would have played a great Dr. Frankenstein in this movie. <laughs> the first time we see him, he's covered in blood. <laughs> His hands are just saturated. Yeah. Yeah. And he has, like, an assistant who has no reason to be in the movie at all except to get shot in the head and for everyone to be like, no! <laughs> that scene was great. <laughs> that made me like Rhodes. Because he was just like, oh, yeah? Bang! <laughs> I remember sitting there being like, not him! <laughs> not the guy! No! Not that guy! <laughs> Don't kill the jobber. Don't kill what's his name. <laughs> I had such an emotional connection with him and the fact he wears glasses. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else you want to bring up about this, or should we move forward into the rating system? I'm ready to rate. Yeah, I think the only only other thing I would say about this is I liked that it had a happy ending. Yeah. I yeah. like that it was like a nice happy happy close out. But wouldn't it suck rate. to be the fucking Scottish guy though? Like she's clearly going for the Jamaican guy. He's like, let's make some babies. Oh, and dude, it's like ah. They're on an island. She's getting spit roasted within the day. <laughs> <laughs> If you all out there don't know what that means, it's when you get it from the front and the back. <laughs> In an order that might surprise you. <laughs> We're never getting Kakoa Shell on the show. Come on, George Young. You know about Smith Rose. <laughs> he knows about He's that. He like, met Lindsay Lohan. I, really appre- <laughs> I appreciate I the offer. He's down for the sloppy breakfast. I appreciate the <laughs> offer, but we're gonna have to pass. <laughs> All right. So, what are we rating this bad boy out of? What is our system? Bubs. Bub it. Well, bubs, it uh, is. How many bubs out of five are we thinking? Uh, I'll give it a four. I did like it. It's just where it it always sucks when you watch something and you're like, oh, I like the last one better. (laughs) But, no, it was good. The kills were great. Fucking deaths were insane. Uh, (laughs) They actually were kind of scarring. Yeah. yeah, Tell me about it. I was like 10 when I watched this. (laughs) (laughs) I like when they're killing the zombies in the mine. Anytime they fire a gun, it like echoes. I thought that was great. <laughs> like just blowing, blowing zombies' heads off. It's like, pew, 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 pew. 
<laughs> yeah, the Jamaican guy was like James Bond down there. Every time he goes to shoot somebody, he, like strikes a pose. <laughs> so good. <laughs> when that zo- he went to go up that ladder and the zombie grabbed his foot right at the end there, and I was like, I literally said out loud, I was like, "Don't you bite him!" <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are you thinking? Um, Chris, what are you rating it? I think I'm gonna give it a three and a half. What what, what were we rating it out of? Bubs five bubs. Bubs three and a half bubs. Um, I did like it. I really liked the gore. I liked the slow burn aspect of it and like the increase in scale. But I think like the actual interpersonal drama, which was like a large part of the film is just not like super well written. Um, and had the writing been a little bit more cohesive around like the overall plot, which is like kind of human communication breakdown and, you know, illustrate that through various conversations as the movie went on, it would have been a lot more effective. So that's more like my critique of it overall, but the freaking gore was wild. And I can't imagine like that must've been very ahead of its time. Um, so for that, it automatically just gets like a boost and you know George A. Romero, he made he made zombies popular, so I gotta I gotta respect it as a classic, even if it's not my you know favorite of the trilogy. Until this this time around here with this podcast, this was my favorite zombie movie. So I will say that I give it a five because I really. This was like my first like real zombie movie. This is the first time I saw unsettling shit in a zombie movie. And it's fucking great. Like, it is a great movie. Is it as good as the one before <laughs> it? No, it's not. But I'm sure that upon review, we'll give the one before this a Kakoa Shaw. But this one is not Kakoa Shaw approved, but I'm still comfortable giving it a five just because it like... Everything about it makes me happy while I watch it. So I can't I can't say it's bad. I think it's a great movie. It's a little slow, but overall I'd say this movie's fucking solid. You know what too, Miles? I I was thinking I, I've kind of forgot about this from when we covered Dawn of the Dead, but the jump in like how the zombies look in this movie comparatively to Dawn of the Dead is so good like no blue zombies in this one yeah they like really nailed how the zombies look in this film like they did a great job in that honestly you know what for that i'll bump it to a four like i had forgotten that dawn of the dead had blue zombies yeah, fair point. Fair point. That's why we demoted it from being Kakoa Shaw approved was because it had blue zombies. Yep. And this one has one. Yep. Blue and this one's getting bumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's getting bumped because they don't have blue zombies. So that's a that's a. Uh, I felt like quite a few of those zombies look blue to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's one zombie that's in color guard. Josh She's is... definitely blue. I was just saying, Josh is the freaking color inspector over here. Meanwhile, my ass is colorblind, so they all look blue to me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. Definitely a movie that you should watch. 
not Kakoa Shaw approved. Definitely something to check out. Yeah, definitely worth watching. Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. And while you're checking things out on the internet, check out our social media. Know what I'm saying? H on H pod, anywhere you get your social media, we have been active on it. Believe it or not, here we come. If they had had social media, maybe they wouldn't have had to, I don't know, kill each other by bringing a freight elevator load of zombies down inside their hidey hole. Imagine how fucking passive aggressive that shit would have been posting on fucking Facebook like, I wish that people just understood why I was so frustrated, dot, 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 post. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Dr. Frankenstein posting... Fucking something big coming soon. Selfies <laughs> with Bub. <laughs> Bub liked this. Ha ha reaction. <laughs> Fucking Rhodes just looking down at the camera, taking pictures with a double chin like a boomer. Anyway, so social media, that's the thing. Um, also, get yourself some merch. You heard us talking about, uh, you know, sloppy breakfasts. We might have a spit roast shirt after this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to get a shirt, I'm I'm on the I'm on my way to getting myself a handful of these shirts because I fucking love the designs. It's h on h pod dot threadless dot com. It is the best value for you and for us as far as custom T-shirts. I'm sorry they're a little on the pricey side. But they're worth it because the quality is really high and it is cheaper than if you were going to go through, say, Redbubble or something else. We did this with you in mind. If you want a, a high on horror shirt, we got the logos. We got Kakoa Shaw approved. You guys remember when we fought a skunk? We got the skunk shirt. We got it all. <laughs> so check Get that back, out. It was the anniversary of the skunk a couple days ago. It was, yes. Yeah, Josh hit a skunk in the head with a piece of chalk and then a tricycle. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) Throw a tricycle at it. (laughs) (laughs) This is out of context, but yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) Out of context sounds like animal abuse. In context, Josh had to pee for like three and a half hours, and this skunk was between. We all wanted to go inside, Miles. You always put it on me. It was one thirty in the morning. (laughs) In context, that skunk was fucking trifling and he needed to catch these hands josh he wouldn't josh was doing him a freaking kindness throwing that trike out <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't back down to a car i had to get violent that fucker anyway the territory a little bugger <laughs> no skunks were actually harmed in the making of this podcast anyway so get yourself a nah, shirt he's all right. remember life is tough so why not get Oh, yo.